now the sun is out so bright. Don't Won't you come on out? It's making light, light and bright for you. Sleepyhead. Don't you see me? Take a bit. Okay, so Don't before we start. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Christopher, what, your name is Christopher. Uh, Christopher, <laughs> right, right. I know, I know you. How was your week? Well, I wanted to Before just, we get started? Before we get started, before, I just okay. wanted to say a couple things. I'm, here, uh, I'm ready. I have new sunglasses on <laughs> when uh, you came. Did you notice? Uh, no. Look, look. Super. Okay, so my glasses are plastic, but they're like a gray, right? Describe yeah. them. How do you see the them? They're smoke. Yeah, they're smoky. Dark, or dark smoke. Right. And did you even notice that I normally wear yeah, a different color sunglass? No. I, I'm I sorry. <laughs> You're not a woman. I don't really look at you. So I, I'm walking out the door, and my my wife says, "Hey, you got your new sunglasses on today." I'm like, "Well, I've had them for a little while, but see, it has to coordinate with my clothes." Really? Yes. Oh, you are a woman. Is that really? Is, so that no, my, I guess my question is: Is that strange say. that my sunglasses have to match what I'm wearing? Well, have to would be a little strange, but you know, picking out different sunglasses to, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to say match your outfit because that does sound a little bit unmasculine, but uh, no, it's not. You know, you pick the things that you like the how they look together. That's nice. all right. So you don't like you don't have like multiple sets of sunglasses. No. Well, I do, but I have a primary pair. That's the only pair I wear for everything. If you ever see me with sunglasses on, it will be one pair. It doesn't matter if I'm cycling or from running or from <laughs> hiking or if I'm sitting in the backyard. I have one pair. I've gotten over the fact that it, I look like an idiot wearing cycling glasses everywhere. <laughs> I don't care because they're light and they work well. I, I I like to have two sets of sunglasses and they're prescriptions because I, I like to have like Superman vision. Like I like to be able to see, like, so the doc says, do you like this pair or that pair? I go, which one will make things so I can see farther away. I want to be like an eagle in the sky. <laughs> and so I have a gray pair. I always have, you know, some shade of gray or smoke. And I must have another sunglass pair that is like a brown tint, you know, or a, or a, an earth color of any sort. I, I never go with the bright red. With the exception of when I was in my early 20s, I wore the John Lennon glasses. You know. Yeah, you're a golden god. We cover that. <laughs> but, um, and so you don't, I never see you wear so ever. I oh, know. oh, you have seen me. You have seen them. They're just so unremarkable that you, you didn't remark on them. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So what, I, I interrupt you like I always do. No, I, had nothing, I, was, I wasn't going anywhere with that. Oh, you know, we could do follow up. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, now that I'm actually sitting down and doing the podcast, this is a podcast. No, really, people, I, I promise you, this really is a podcast. I know it doesn't sound like one, but I promise it is. Anyway, so some of the, some of the uh, things we covered last week, we glossed over a couple things that you probably don't remember. Uh, we briefly mentioned the Challenger disaster, the, the oh, space right. shuttle. Okay, that was, in fact, in 1986, and I was right. There's a Bud Light commercial at the time where... 
the joke was, no, I meant a Bud Light. You know, it was some other kind of light. For instance, That's I think terrible. the classic one. And why, are we, why are we bringing this up again? It's follow-up. I want to follow from the stuff we All talked right. about last, because we're so dumb that we don't remember anything when we actually talk about it. So I need a week to do the research and figure out what I got wrong and to correct ourselves so we don't look like completely incompetent. Well, today is Veterans Day. Plus, it's fun. Yeah, but today is Veterans Day, and so every morning... I'm dedicated to going through all the social media sites for at least 10 to 15 minutes. Like each one. That's 10 to 15 minutes is, is pretty, is not that bad. I mean, I know people who spend hours on those things. And it, well, okay. So today is filled with, you know, a lot of, well, Canada has Remembrance Day today. Yep. Which I don't know if that's what they call it. Well, for whatever day, it's Veterans Day today also, right? And so I love the sound of the pigeons in the oh. background. <laughs> they were gone for a long cool, time. Cool. Man, we had so many pigeons over my neighbor's yard because he was feeding the stray cats and they were just, anyway, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. So I'm looking at all the thank yous and the appreciations and everything's, I'm like, it's so nice that we can agree on some things on this planet and it doesn't matter what well, country you're from in this country we generally speaking on one or two things. human beings appreciate when other people put their life on the line generally speaking generally i'm losing my voice like i could do every morning after a couple cups of coffee but i'm gonna go ahead and say because it, it really annoyed me it was cbs and cbs is posting this thing about veterans and brain damage and and yes veterans suffer that's why we're thanking them but to move the focus from our appreciation to we're not taking care of our veterans I, it just bugged me because i i've been to there's the phoenix veterans hospital mm -hmm. which got yep. all this terrible Attention. publicity a few years ago right and probably rightfully so but i can tell you when my grandfather was was going through the last phase of his life and I had to go down there with him and hear the bad news. They were so extremely respectful. They were extremely helpful and they actually found a temporary cure for him. So they, they with the original diagnosis was, you know, he had a few months to live, but there were some, a couple experimental things out there and they directed him and he got another like almost almost two years mm. and not uncomfortable years nice years right and i've always been thankful of the veterans hospital here in yeah. phoenix well and i so don't, I don't I think people the, talk crap on veterans what, day i'm just like we do take care of our vets we could always do a better job well the when when our uh very hospital was in the news the the problem was that the wait times were months to years in some cases and uh some of the quality of care wasn't up to spec these these things happen when we underfund our programs so uh, hopefully most of that's been rectified but it's an ongoing process but this healthcare prior to all that bad healthcare in general is messed up so if you can yeah and, and veterans in general in the military service people in general are undercompensated, so and undercared for. Um, so it takes time to, to rectify those things. It's an ongoing process. And and I, I understand why you'd be a little bit annoyed to see that. It, it makes sense to me they would talk about it today because they have your attention attention today on veterans. There's so there's so much to to look back on and thank them for and and stories you can talk about without having to bring that up. But you know I can see both sides of this one. Seems like a good time if you, you know if you've got 
people paying attention and being more emotional about the thought of veterans and what they do for their country, they might be, they'll be more receptive to, to trying to fix the problems that they, yeah, I, I know. I just, I, I just feel you have this group of people that have most of them, not all of them, but most of them have seen some pretty horrific or extremely st- stressful situations over a period of time. And it's never going to go away in their memory. And so for you to sit there and say, kind of, it's kind of like when you had a bad dream and your parents say, can you tell me all about your bad dream? Oh, I want to hear all about the bad <laughs> I dream. I want to hear oh, every golly. detail. Like, I love bad dreams. <laughs> it's just like, I don't want to go through that again. Because they're so weird. Anyway, no, I understand what your point is. And, and I, 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 what I say was dumb, but because uh, you were making an analogy and I was talking about the analogy rather than the subject, <laughs> which is what I do a lot. Okay. Yeah. So what brought that up? <laughs> you brought that up. Oh, I don't know. Oh, Veterans. social media. And the gla- that's kind of part of my routine. You know, I do the social media before I even get out of bed. It's like before I eat, most people wake up and what do they do? Go to the bathroom. Right. No, not me. I'm like, I reach over. I'm like, okay, I'm going to look through this because once I stand up, you know, oh, okay. you got to go. <laughs> so, um, Anyway, so that's kind of the routine. And then I get dressed and make sure I put my shades on before I walk out <laughs> yeah. the door. Okay, follow up. What else? One, two, three, four. Well, I just I hadn't finished with the challenger. So the Bud Light. Oh, right. And the reason the Bud Light came up because I had a student uh, classmate at the day of the accident made a joke, the Bud Light joke. And so it, it makes more sense if you understand the backstory. And the, and the famous, I think the, the, fam- the most famous commercial they had was uh, of a bunch of cavemen and one caveman's running around and, and goes on a long journey to get some fire and he brings back the fire and the, the head caveman comes out of his cave and looks at it and he says, I'm in a Bud Light. <laughs> and it was a great commercial. I know. do remember. Was it a ripoff from uh, Odyssey 2001 or no, was no, it a ripoff no. from that, uh, that Hannah yeah. uh, cave movie that came out? Well, there. it wasn't actually a ripoff, but it was, or... it was probably um, an homage to that. Oh. But cavemen are always, always fun to do. Uh, also, the other follow-up I think is worth mentioning that we mentioned the world, the the first World Trade Center bombing, the 1993 one, uh, and I said it wasn't so much of a big deal. I was kind of wrong about that. There were six fatalities and a thousand uh, injuries, and it blew out several levels of the parking garage. But they did fail because the, the, their intent was to collapse one tower into the other tower, and the tower did not even remotely collapse. You know, that's interesting. Um... It makes me think, all right, so when you buy a car, you do this thing called fax check. And if it's been an accident, if it's been a two accident, you're like, oh, should I buy this thing? Because the, the logic is there are structure fractures. It's just going to, I'm wondering, do you think maybe what, part of the problem is the way it fell down, the way it fell down? Was that? I don't it's think so. been under a little bit of stress. I don't, I don't think it's so. Like I mean, it's a second accident. I, I, they probably did a pretty good repair on it. And both both towers came down. Only one that's had been true, attacked. That's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I mean, it was it was a much better, um, better. Uh, no, can you imagine if it tipped? But on the, during the first one? Or oh, any of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the physics of it, though, is that they don't, they wouldn't tip. The weight is so much in line. I could be wrong about this, but my sense, and I never actually took physics. Don't tell the school I went to, because technically I should have. But um, yeah, I, I, the funny thing about physics is, even though I never took it, my wife keeps telling me what a great physicist I am, because she did take physics in college, and she, she swears the only reason she got through it was because of me, even though I never took physics. I just explained everything. She, she would come with a problem that she was hitting her head against the wall with, 
And I tried to explain it to her because it seemed obvious to me. So I, I what I'm getting at is I, I am a, an, an intuitive physicist. Nice. I should have a degree in physics because just because how intuitive I am on it, which well, is a lot of BS. For but people anyway, that don't know you, I you're also somewhat of an inventor, also. So that 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 doesn't surprise me that you that you're good in that field. Well, also. it's good because I have designed a lot of stuff over the years that you know people sit on or drink out of or you know could well, fall apart if not. I done have properly. to say you're the in person. You're this only the second true inventor I've ever met that actually says, hey, look at this device I came up with. I used to live next door to an inventor. Now he came up with some crazy, wacky stuff, but in the wacky stuff was some really practical things. And I always, when you, when you finally would bring over the practical item, I'd go, oh, yeah, we probably should have one of those. That's kind of cool. And you're kind of the same way. I you you had your your coffee. The spacer. Yeah. yeah. Will you explain that because? Oh, it's it's. I don't, this isn't even really an invention. Okay, so I, I have a Keurig coffee maker, and I have the mug that I choose to use. Uh, and the mug there's a there's a like I don't know I guess there's a three inch gap between the top of the mug and the bottom of the the spigot where the coffee comes out of, which causes a lot of splatter. So I simply created a spacer to put underneath the mug so that it was right under the spout so there'd be any splashing would be caught by the mug and I, and I, I did a little I went a little overboard because I have CAD programs so I can design anything I want physically. There are restrictions on how you print and what you print, but I can I can print stuff. So I, you know I, I made this overly complicated, overly thought out uh, little spacer thing and I showed it to Christopher just to show what I'm doing with my time. Uh, and he got very excited about it. I did because he's easily impressed. And the the reason I, I'm very I, I'm, I'm flattered that you consider me an inventor, and to some degree that's true. But I feel like if I were a, a really good inventor or even a moderately good inventor, I would make more of the stuff that I think about. See, that's kind of where the rubber hits the road. If you actually make something, then you're quote a maker or an inventor. If you just think about it like I do, well, you know, it's, your, it's not as impressive. Your thoughts are more original. Like so, for example, is I tinker in the backyard with. I have a chicken coop. I know that's kind of... You have a what? Chicken coop. Oh, yes. <laughs> Which it sounds almost... What is he? Some kind of a farm boy? Yeah, that, you know, but, I, this, this, is, this is Phoenix. This is normal in Phoenix. Yeah, I I'm, guess I'm embarrassed is. I don't have a chicken, chicken coop. <laughs> so I, I make this little door latch and, and I'm all excited about it. And I, and I show my father-in-law and my neighbor. And, and both of them said, well, you know, you could have just bought that for like three <laughs> bucks. And I told him like, you know... It took me like, you know, a couple hours to like draw it all out, cut it out, to make this cool little latch that was made out of wood. <laughs> Anyways, but you've got stuff that's like, oh, I've never seen that before. And then you also have a foot thing for people that are handicapped. Well, I don't have it yet. It's in the process of being made. And that's, you know, and I... All right, so you got to explain a, what it is because... Such a strange People don't niche, know what we're talking niche. about. All right, so what, what Christopher is referring to is a foot-activated computer mouse. So rather than, you know, take holding the computer mouse and clicking around with your hand, you use your foot to move the cursor on the screen, and there are buttons you can use with the foot to actually activate it. So it's like if you don't have hands, or for some reason you can't use your hands, but you still have your feet, you can use your feet to control the cursor and, and, and click on buttons. And these things do exist, but they exist in two fairly polar opposites. Uh, one sector of the products that you can buy 
are just so cripplingly old. They're literally 20 years old. They're using technology. First of all, they're not wireless, which seems like it'd be a really good thing for a wireless mouse because it's going to be further away from the computer than a, a, a handheld mouse. And then they're using, so these old ones, they're, they're plugged in, but then they're also using the old mechanical balls to, to, uh, to track motion, which if, if you, know, you have to be an old person to remember these things, but they were, they were great because they worked, but they were awful because they would, they would accumulate dirt and you'd have to clean them out. Otherwise they wouldn't work. Yeah. I remember the old balls in it. You oh, pull them out of the hole and you're like, is that table dust? Or is that just like oily globs of human skin you know i, I don't want to get lab. too much into the details of what that material is let's just say that is the detritus of our world anyway can you can imagine you know that building up on a clean desk surface well, how much worse it would be if you're actually using your foot one time i was taking it apart you know the hand one with the little rubbery ball that they used to have on the mouse and i smelt it oh my god what is wrong with you so I all right the, the the musician I was talking to you before the show, yeah. Should I say his name? If you want, well, Grinder. He's a nice guy. Oh, but, Grinder. But he did walk up and this is during a, a tag sale or yard sale or whatever you Southerners call this, Southwesterners <laughs> call this thing. Um, it's also called a rummage we, sale. We were selling garbage in our front yard, basically. So whatever. My neighbor had a couple of audio equipment things out, and this guy comes up and he's very polite and nice and interesting he's just a little bit more interesting than normal uh and so uh, and, and because i have a podcast and we're trying to improve our quality i my, my neighbor had a microphone so i was looking at the microphone and he took a look at it and the first thing he did was sniff it <laughs> which at the time kind of creeped me out a little bit but then immediately i was like oh actually you know these are musicians and he's you know if you're buying a used microphone, you probably do want to inspect to see how nasty the thing is. Yeah. Be. Now, my, my neighbor is the opposite of nasty, and she her microphone is, is clean. And in fact, I, I borrowed it, and we'll probably be testing it out one of these days. Are you going to smell it? No, I'm not going to smell it. <laughs> yes, but you are. Now, to be polite, now that we've had the discussion, you're going to smell I'm not, it. No, there's no, because I don't want my nose, I don't want to offend my nose. <laughs> This is, it's also proved that I'm not going to buy ever buy a used mic. So I'm, I'm borrowing this mic from my neighbor. And, and as a sign of respect, I actually bought those little foam covers you can put on yeah, the yeah, microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I anyway, saw that. <laughs> what, what was the point of this? The point is, is the ball. So the ball. Oh, God. I can't don't even smell the ball. A football. Good God. And I don't mean the sport. Your football mouse ball. <laughs> I wouldn't smell that. So it's just a little bit more clarity. The, the ball that we're talking about. So if you, if you turn an old-fashioned mouse over, there would be a rubber ball that would roll along the ground as you move the mouse. There's some kind of and magnet that, that on ball, the inside of there. No, no, it's not a magnet. It's just a weight. They're weighted. Oh, that's it's right. Kinda, it had the little turns it's on the side. Of, did you let me finish? Oh, of course. Shut so. up. <laughs> I'm speaking, said Vice President Harris. Um, <laughs> you like that one. That's almost as funny as the time you were talking about me getting my ass beat and laughing hysterically. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm just trying, but I was... By the way, I have started a Twitter account for this, and I did tweet that out. <laughs> so the other day, I was in the garden, and I was thinking, was I being offensive? <laughs> <laughs> and if I did, who exactly did... Because 
I said white face, which means like white. I don't know. I don't wow, know. you actually remember the context. That's pretty good. Well, I don't you remember know, the context. The I just remember. Is, I'm one of these people that, as you know, James, I'll say something and like two seconds after I say it, I'm like, God, I shouldn't have said <laughs> that. <laughs> well, Chris, Christopher, that, that's why you're here, because we both understand that taking offense at most things, taking offense is an optional thing. You don't have to be offended by something. It's entirely your own choice of whether or not you're offended by something for the most, for like 90% of the time. I know. So here's the thing is a lot of people get attention because they're offensive. And I just don't want that kind of attention. I just, it's, it's victim. It's, it's getting attention for victim victimization and the, and the victim culture and the victim currency is really bad one. It's a bad motivation because it just means that everybody's trying to show how much worse they have it, how much worse they should get more based on how badly they're treated. But do you think it's a reaction to the previous years where everybody on purpose was being offensive? You know, like no. that's how they were grabbing attention, like just saying outrageous stuff. I, they probably didn't even believe. I'm not sure. I mean, it seems like we go through cycles where there's a little bit more uh, people like that and a little bit some, I don't know, Andrew Dice Clay was famous for doing that. And then right, right. kind of died down a while. It just comes and goes. I, I don't know that there's, I don't know if it's a reaction to it. It's just, you know, it's become a currency. So people are looking at it as, as a way to get currency, especially in social media. Uh, Do you remember Don Wrinkles? Was he bald? Okay, so he was a guy that, that I think a so. World War II kind of comedian who lived to be over 100 years old or close to 100 years old and did completely racial, offensive, but he did it in such a way. For some reason, people laugh no matter what their well, demographic that's the, was. that's the thing with comedy. You know, you can say anything... If it's funny and if it makes, there's a certain logic to it, right? I mean, the, and this is why I give so much latitude to com comedians. And I think comedians should get all the latitude completely, un unless they turn out to be complete jerks. But because they're trying, it's an art form, and they're, they're trying art. They're trying to create an emotional reaction. And they're dealing with very sensitive topics in a lot of cases, unless you're Jerry Seinfeld. Very sensitive topics in a lot of cases. So it's really easy to step over the line. And they're experimenting. So sometimes they get it wrong. But a lot of times they get it right. So Well, you brought up that show. And remember Kramer. What? Seinfeld, yeah. He has been nicked from all entertainment because of what he said what? at a show one time. And someone recorded it. And it was um, fun of a couple African-Americans in the audience. and it And because it was recorded... We've never seen him again. I've seen him. Doing what? I don't know, but I've seen him in shows, not not a lot, not recently. You know, we're not talking reruns. But he right, was James? also, no, well, <laughs> I don't see reruns, but I also, he was also uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. That's the last time I saw him, which was a few years ago. And I haven't canceled him. Uh, to get back to the foot mouse, because I still have this in head, because oh, right, right, you cut me mouse. off for like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> I just wanted to go over the mechanics of it again. It's it's a it's a lead, not lead weighted, it's, it's a weighted rubber ball that tra tra travels across the surface. And what it does, it takes that movement and translates. There are two um, wheels. Wheels. Yeah, wheels. I was, you know, they're, they're kind of like plastic wheels that it, it rubs up against inside the, inside the mouse. And they are at 90 degrees access to each other. So one tracks X, the other tracks Y. And between that, you can, you, you can move. It, right, it but translates. Even those wheels. Well, get that's like where, a stinky, that's the problem. That's gross gunk on it. Shut up. And you're sitting there with your, in the old days for the oh you younger God. folks, you'd sit there with your fingernail 
hello, you get just your finger let me finish explaining how it works before you. It off. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> I can use I'm a good trying punching. To expo- <laughs> go ahead, James. I'll get I'm my sorry. dog. I will, I will suck my dog on you, <laughs> and she will lick your beard right off. <laughs> sorry. 90 degrees, angle, little wheel. Oh, God. I'm just going to put a picture of it in the show notes. (laughs) You should show the picture with the little wheel and the stinky room. Did you ever taste the ball? Uh Uh-oh. There's a silence there that was very awkward. I did not. Oh, he did. You know he did. I'm not admitting to it. You know, you also wouldn't admit. What was the other thing you would admit to? Do you remember the Mennonites? I mean, I mean, there's Mennonites out there, and they have those. You know, they. St- it's so great. You go into uh, Pennsylvania, and they have this Mennonite society, and they still use like the old wheels for the farms and stuff. The old and wheels. Some, what are you talking about? Spoked. They still have Wooden wagons and plows. Yeah, Anyways, is, there's a wheel good. on them, and they also build up the crud as they're turning around. That's like the wheel of the old mouses. Anyways, I'm sorry. Yeah, but let's, there's cow let's manure. Move the subject of the mouse. Okay. Well, when I are they going to come up with a better name for a mouse? I think it's too late for that. <laughs> Track patterns replaced it. Anyway, it, you have to. You should we finish the mouse, the foot mouse no thing? One, no one no. cares. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. I mean, you brought it up. That's the only reason. I just, I'm just trying to be respectful. I'll teach. I'll teach you that someday. Respectfulness. So we started a little bit later than normal, and that's always my fault. Uh, because I'm I'm doing the traveling obviously and 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 I'm I just can't leave at the same time every day. <laughs> every time we've done a later recording, it it just shows you the difference of a few. It is so noisy out here. I don't know if you guys can. Oh, hear it's this. just there today, is, unfortunately. I think it's just today. You know, it depends on the day. It depends on when the contract. Well, last time we started late, it was your neighbor with uh, something. Yeah, but the, it's 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 what day the contractors come. All right. And the contractors can start pretty early. Yeah, I, I do apologize for that noise. That's not your fault. See, now if I had a gun, I could rectify this. That's true. A little more follow-up since the foot mouse thing is dead. <laughs> you've killed it. Uh, and, and I'm sure that people are desperately wondering what the other type of foot mouse is. But they're, you know, they're just going to have to wonder about it. Uh, just to follow up, legalize marijuana. You had something about marijuana on your brain last week. Uh, and I just wanted to clarify, I know one of your big pet peeves was you didn't want to smell it. So, it's legal. It will be legal to use marijuana in the state of Arizona recreationally, but not outside. Oh, you can't use it on your back patio? It says not outside. Oh. That's what the law said. Or at least that's what the article about the law I read said. So, All right, so if you have, I th- I you, that let's just you face feel, it, feel you good. live in any city, and when you walk down the street, you don't see people smoking weed. You smell it first, and you still don't see anybody, and you look around, and you're not quite sure it's from. I'm telling you where it is from. It is from the windows, because (laughs) just like cigarette smokers, they open their window so they can let the smoke out. Well, I don't know about that. That's true with marijuana smokers. They might want to get as much of that, imbibe as much of that as possible. So I had another neighbor, thankfully, who left who left a couple years ago. I had a neighbor across the street, dangling across the street. They literally were drug dealers. I ne- I saw, I never smelled. Of course, That's you're again they were dealers. You're. Oh no, they were users too. I've been to California and been everywhere around Los Angeles area. 
you just, especially when the law first got passed, I mean, you could smell it everywhere. I mean, you, there wasn't a place in LA, you couldn't smell weed after the law had passed they finally made it legal and it finally calmed down after a while, but it's still around everywhere. You don't see it. It's like there's less to see and more to smell. You got to remember you are super taster. So you're probably a super smeller. Uh, We've talked about you this. You say that. I don't, but, yeah. But okay. I'm with other people. I'm, I'm with kids. And they're like, oh my God, you know, they joke about it. Like, oh my God, someone's smoking. You know, I'm like, yeah. I was taking a vacation. So for people that aren't familiar with the West Coast, in California, there's an island off of Los Angeles called Catalina. And it's very conservative, at least the way they run the town. I don't know if the people that live there are. Wait, wait, the Catalina or the town? The they- town's there. I'm sorry. There's Avalon. and So this is on the mainland. No, no, I'm sorry. Oh, this is on Catalina or on the mainland? So in California, there's an island. Yes, and I on know the Catalina. Island, yeah. They run the island as far as the city, the municipal, and all that. It's pretty conservative. You know, they got police everywhere making sure everybody's... So the, so this is, just to be clear, this is the, the you're talking about the government and the people of Catalina Island. Right. Okay. And so I'm there. You pretty much don't smell marijuana anywhere. Um, and then all of a sudden, um, around the evening time, every night... I would say around right after dinner, <laughs> all of a sudden you start smelling, it becomes stronger and stronger. And then, I don't know, maybe an hour later just disappears. It's like everybody who smokes decides, it's like an after dinner thing. It reminds me of the old days when people used to smoke a cigar, you know, with their whiskey and have a cigar. Now they're going to go out and, you know, light a blunt. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I've decided I'm gonna I'm gonna buy some marijuana, and I'm gonna rub it all over the table in the chair that you sit on. Hey, I got a, I got a question. Maybe you do or don't. And, and then um, when you're not looking, I'm gonna sprinkle it in your car. <laughs> Actually, I'll, I'll probably I'll, what I'll do is I'll make just a little. I'll figure out a way. Oh, you know, I could probably get one of those uh, those e-cigarette things and just drop it in the back seat of your car. Oh my God, the e-cigarettes, the e. And thing. put the marijuana in it so that it's burning. Right, the THC. And so that it will make your car more aromatic there you go there's a word called roach <laughs> no one uses that in the marijuana world anymore am i wrong about that when's the last time you say hey you got a roach no one says that anymore. Uh, what happened I, to this that? is not my world so i'm not oh. the right we could I probably get love- grind- we could probably go ask grinder <laughs> grinder might know your neighbor no no he's the he's the musician who showed up at oh, my neighbor's right. house. No, no, Grinder, no. that's right. Um, that's another thing. In Phoenix, for the most part, years ago, there were like these characters that you would see pretty regular around. You don't see that anymore. You don't see like your regulars. So like, for example, is every Sunday, I used to get off the freeway and there was this guy there for years and I would give him a couple dollars. I know a lot of people don't believe in, but this guy was really down and out. I mean, his skin was peeling from the sun. I mean, he just looked terrible and I went to actually go talk to him one time and he was one of these people that were kind of afraid of other people so I didn't want to chat but anyways but you just don't see regulars anymore you don't see like the grinder down the street you don't have like you don't see these like we have another thing uh Roosevelt Row which is packed on the first Friday of every month for their art you know their art community here or over there I should say anyways and there used to be like regulars there. Now there's some regular musicians, but you just don't see like regulars anymore. But like I noticed in other cities, people have like regulars like, oh, 
that's John. John does flips on the beach. Or like in New York, they have a guy that sits there on the corner for years and years and waves hello to everybody entering. We, why don't we have those people? Like, whatever happened to them all? I don't get out enough to <laughs> agree or disagree with the increase or decrease of it. Uh, it sounds like it sounds entirely plausible to me and probable. <laughs> Well, I, I don't I, think it's a pandemic thing. Oh, no, 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 no. I, 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 it's funny. When you said that, I, I started thinking about something that I had, I had a, went to art school in, in the early 90s. And one of my, my, well, he was technically my drawing professor, but he was the best painting professor I'd ever had. And he was complaining one day about how sanitized the school had become. He says, you know, back when he was in school at the same school in the 60s, it was a totally different scene. It was totally wild. There were people just like coming in and out of the school, just weirdos and artists. They were just hanging around. And now, you know, nobody was allowed on campus except for students. And there was no, there was no vibe. There was just this whole chaotic vibe that he had grown up with and created his, his generation basically was gone. All the weirdos were not allowed in anymore. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, it could be a progression of that. And that's, you know, that's, that's a problem because we need a certain amount of chaos to generate the ideas. Yeah, no, and without ideas, without ideas, uh, you know, your your culture, your country uh, stagnates and eventually dies. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, in, though in the Phoenix area, like the rest of the United States, the homeless situation has become more obvious, mm -hmm. right? But in Phoenix, I've noticed the homeless aren't like the homeless from years ago. The homeless, like, is like, my friend on Glendale off the freeway, he looked bad. I mean, I felt so bad for that guy, which is why I went to try to figure out what his situation is, see if I can make some, you know, who knows. See if you can point him in the right direction. Right, right. I, for there those are... people that don't know me, I'm, I'm not the smallest guy. <laughs> and so I really don't have a problem confronting individuals, you know, and it's, and whatever it's I not call about, us, That's not about size, Christopher. I, well, you may feel a little more comfortable than you says, but it's just a question of you being comfortable approaching people. Yeah, I guess that's it too. So if I see some guy or some person talking themselves and they look really stressed and maybe they're yelling at like a wall or something, I'll, I'll go over and ask them if there's anything I could, you know. And usually most people, believe it or not, they all of a sudden calm down. Yeah. They just haven't had any human contact in a long enough not time or they're feeling guilty or some other medical issue. Well, that's that. Yeah, actually, I've, I've uh, there is there's psychological issues about that neuroscience issues where they say, you know, the less contact you they, they're basically became becoming desensitized to humanity. They're becoming yeah. uh, not dehuman. What, well, what's the word? I can't remember what the word is, but so let me just tell you a little story. Hum, a little bit of human contact can go can do a surprising amount of good. So about God, it must have been 20 years now. <laughs> oh, my, I aged myself. Okay, five years ago. <laughs> so it was, I was, I took, I used to travel all over. I've told you this. So um, I, I took a ferry over to Crete in Greece and I went by myself. And so there's two kind of, not, I don't want to say mountains, but very, they, they call them mountains because they, for, for all scale and purposes, they're mountains. So there's two mountains, one taller, one shorter. And there's a path there, which Pythagoras had taken, which also along the way is where you can see where Zeus was born. I went to go see this cave, which was extremely unimpressive. So if you're thinking about doing this, don't waste your time. <laughs> <laughs> you go dig a hole 
in the ground and it could be considered more impressive. Anyways, but then I uh, voyaged up the mountain and got to the top and I, I found some really interesting things I could talk about another day. And then I went down the mountain through the valley and they have this great area where you can, it's like a crevice between the two mountains and it meets the ocean. It's absolutely amazingly beautiful. I would highly recommend seeing that. <laughs> and then I climbed the next mountain. Well, this whole adventure took me about a little, about a month. Oh. And I noticed after about the third week of not talking to anybody and maybe seeing a villager and Greeks generally in the countryside don't talk to strangers. Hmm. Now, obviously completely different in the urban areas, but so I'm pretty much out there with goats, <laughs> lots of goats. And they're not the cute little goats like you see in all those videos. We're talking dark, dark black, like cat eye. Because, you know, they, they have uh, like almost cat eye. I don't know goats very well. And they have like the Satan horns that spiral straight up <laughs> and the floppy ears. And you're looking at it and they just sit staring at you and you're staring at them and you're you start talking to them. Uh, well, no, no, hang on a second. Let's not project. Don't don't assume I'm going to start talking to them just because you did. Well, you start talking to, I started talking yes, thank you. to like anything. Like, right. So a goat, I'd see a goat and it would make a sound, whatever sound they make. And I mean, oh, it's okay. I'm, I'm just passing through. I'm not, I'm not bothering you. And I just keep walking. And then I found myself like having conversations just out loud about the third and really toward the end of the trip, I found myself talking out loud. And then when I had gotten back to Athens, I remember thinking to myself, when I saw people, I just thought to myself, this is what happens. I'm thinking about astronauts, you know, out, this is why astronauts can't be out alone for months at a time. They start talking, they could go insane. And I didn't feel insane. I just noticed I started being a little more peculiar than I normally am. <laughs> wow, that's a little bit scary. My point is, is that in Phoenix, all these homeless people showed up, but they weren't like those kind of people. All, now it's all like expensive tennis shoes, guys, backpacks. Most of them have pretty de nicer haircuts than I might have. Okay, that I'm not seeing. Uh, I've seen a lot of it, at least in my area. Because I, I do. I, no, well, I ride my bike through Phoenix, so I see the homeless. Oh, and right. These you, are you not, see we're not, we do not see the same homeless people. Well, this pandemic got rid of all of those guys. Oh. Were they just hike through hikers or were they? Yeah, but I would see them for like weeks at a time before they would disappear. I don't know. At least on my way to, to work, you know. Well, I don't know what it's like to now. It's probably totally different now, but I remember the old stories. And, this, and by stories, I mean newspaper articles about, quote, beggars and breaking down how much money they were actually pulling in. And there was one, uh, I don't remember, if, well, one person, I don't remember their gender, but one person who was dressed up as a Catholic clergy member who would, I think this was in Grand Central Station in New York, who would stand silently with a little donation box and was making, I think, $60,000 a year or something like that, $60,000? I saw a documentary on a few years ago. Okay, well, then you can correct me after I've finished my story. Anyway, uh, so the, <clears throat> the Catholic Church sued this person uh, for, I can't remember the exact grounds of it, but, you know, impersonating a clergy person and taking donations, fraudulent donations. And the court uh, found in favor of the imposter because they said that this person never said anything. So there was no implication. Uh, they weren't they weren't falsely trying to get donations based on any, I can't remember exactly. I'm not, I'm not 
saying this nicely or eloquent, el- eloquently, but uh, they were allowed to continue basically taking, quote, donations if, so long, because they weren't saying anything and, you know, people were assuming things because people are suckers. That sounds like a ruling you would hear from New York, oh, New York not, City, You know what? I think, it's a, I think it was a good ruling, though. You do? I do, because you you're, you're, you're making an assumption. For people that... Are, protest about also, how clothing what, what, what is a what you, freedom of speech. Exactly. It is freedom of speech. So what are you going to say? How are you, you going to restrict them? It works them from- both ways. If it's also freedom of speech, it's, it means it's a form of speech, mm-hmm. which means if you're wearing a Catholic outfit, well, I, you're essentially telling people you're from the Catholic church. That, no, I think that's an assumption people make. Oh yeah. I'm certainly, they did that. And also, you know, if you're willing to give to the Catholic church, that's true as a former Catholic. Well, anyways, we're coming close Greta, to the end it may of not, my it cup may of not, coffee It here. may not be as bad as some of the other churches you could be giving to, but, or it could be worse. I don't know. It depends Ones on that. goats on them? <laughs> I don't as know. As long you, as you're on the front end you know, of the goat, just, not the back end of the goat. Oh, good Lord. You really did go to Greece, didn't you? I uh, I don't know what God you pray to now. Poor gods. Uh, all right, I need more coffee. All right, so we'll uh, meet next week, James. Hang on. Um... <laughs> Damn it, I can't do my gay bar joke. Okay, fine. (laughs) See you next week, Christopher. Thanks for listening. Thank you, James. Won't you come on out? The sun is out. The sun is out so bright. Won't you come on out? It's making Light and bright for you Sleepyhead Don't you see me Peekaboo Don't you feel me It's morning dew All I want Yes Is a cup Yes A very large cup Yes In my hand Yes A large cup Hot Warm Oh Cup It's not tea and it must be dark, dark brown. Oh, it's made from beer. Make it hot, make it hot, make it very, very hot. Coffee. Coffee.